Welcome to For Your Info. En inglés. You got it. Gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI for your English. And I can't believe it. This is the first episode of the sixth season. It's mind blowing that this show started in my daughter's bedroom. And here we are, hundreds of episodes later, hundreds of thousands of downloads later. And I am truly, truly grateful and, and thankful. So thank you, FYIers. Thank you so much for being a part of it. And remember to send me your suggestions for upcoming episodes for season six. And we're going to kick off the episode, the season, with a very special guest. And I mean really special because she was the first guest we ever had on the show. So ladies and gentlemen... Please welcome a great friend who I've never met in person, but we are great friends nonetheless. Please welcome Suzanne. Hey there. Okay, applause everyone. Yes. Uh, well, thanks for having me. I, I didn't know I was the first guest ever, so I'm I'm honored. I'm pretty sure you were the first well, guest. One of the first, possibly. But anyway, shall well, I tell you a little bit about myself? Yeah, sure. Well, first, yeah. Now, now, I imagine some people know who you are. If not, on social media, you're English smarts. Well, you know what? I'll let you. Tell us a little bit about yourself as a person and also professionally. Who are you, Suzanne? Who am I? So I'm Suzanne Edie. I'm a nature nerd. I would say that first and foremost, that's what I am. And professionally, an English teacher. I have a website with resources for learning English and teaching English as a foreign language. And it's called recipesforenglish.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Recipes for English and also Twitter and Facebook, where my handle is English Smarts. So that's two different names. I know that's a confusing, but there it is. What else? Um, I've also been studying digital marketing in the last few years. Um, and I try to use what I've learned over the years through my own experience on Twitter, which is where I have most of my experience, um, to advocate for, for nature. That's, that's my passion, really. Um, I also have a little passion project on Instagram. And if people would like to know about that, well, then they can send me a DM and I shall send them the link. Everything that you're saying, Suzanne, I'm sorry to cut you off to interrupt you, but and I want you to continue, but I'm going to put links to all of this stuff in the show notes. So you guys will be able to click on the links and check out uh, many of Suzanne's ventures. Perfect. Thank you, Alberto. So yeah, um, I am really honored that you've uh, uh, invited me on again and to talk about such an amazing, an amazing topic. I've been researching it since the summer and it's amazing that I'm not even, I'm, I'm not yet dreaming about insects because yeah, they're on my mind all the time <laughs> at the moment. Well, I know our first episode that we did together was a nature episode and it was on cats, uh, more of a domestic, but it's still 
nature. When did your love of nature start? I mean, it seems like it's grown since I've known you. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, as as most people, I had a lot of interest in nature as a, a kid. Um, I didn't have that fear that you have as an adult. I would pick up like uh, frogs that I found, toads. I don't think I'd do that today. I'm still interested in them, but you wouldn't find me just picking them up. I think I'd be a bit more reserved about it. Mm. But I don't know. Uh, so where it really, really kicked off, I think, is when we lived in Cyprus and uh, in our back garden. Um, I mean, it was full of nature. It wasn't a particularly big garden, but we had, um, it's where I saw my first chameleon. And there were lizards and butterflies and the the odd snake. Well, not in the garden, but I saw, I did see uh, snakes now and then. No, it was it's an, it was a nature paradise. I hope that it, it continues to be. And birds that I'd never seen before such as flamingos I saw those there so yeah that's that's where I would say it originated I like really took hold what, what about you when well, did you get I, into the nature I kind of like yourself I mean it has to do with my upbringing I grew up in the middle of the mountains the Appalachian Mountains uh, I had a brook running through my backyard we had bears and deer playing in the yard it you know we nature was everywhere butterflies bees why I mean we if you didn't like nature you were living in the wrong place that sounds idyllic so, I mean, not as exotic as yours, but uh, but I've always been surrounded by nature. And my dad being a farmer from a family with farmland, they've always been close to nature. They live off nature. They need to even know the weather, uh, what mosquitoes will kill your crops. You know, they, they have to become little experts, if you will. That's right. That's right. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that about your family. Yeah, oh, I yeah. Love, I, yeah. It's yeah, so we uh, we've always been nature lovers uh, innately. I think my great grandfather and and we still the good news we still have that land down in Almeria where we have fig trees and things like that. And my father still lives in the place where there are bears. In fact, this summer we were just chilling in the living room and a bear ran by, and uh, that's commonplace there. But we're not here to talk about bears. We're talking about a love of smaller smaller creatures that can be as deadly as bears too if i'm not mistaken that's right uh the deadliest creature on the planet is the mosquito uh, in terms of fatalities because it kills millions doesn't it because of malaria and other very nasty diseases but did you know that it's only a very very small percentage of mosquitoes that cause problems most of them aren't harmful to humans anyway i mean we always decide what's harmful depending on you know how it affects humans don't we so <laughs> sure sure well i tell lara she goes oh poppy there's a spider i go yeah but that spider's doing something he's part of the ecosystem of our garden and if we take him out maybe another animal doesn't have its food and you know it's the the food chain the the ecosystem and it's a delicate thing you can throw it off we've seen how many times just a little change in the atmosphere or the weather can throw off and maybe even make a species go extinct sadly absolutely yeah it is everything is is interconnected and we're, we're still learning we haven't even identified all the the creatures that exist on the planet apparently it'll take another 400 years so we're not going to see that Let's get down to the nitty gritty now. I'm here to talk about bugs, insects, mosquitoes. Wait, are those the same thing? What do you know, Suzanne? I know you did some research. What did you come across? Okay. Uh, well, I just, 
I know before I did my research that we just use the words interchangeably bug and insect in, in English, um, but incorrectly. Mm-hmm. But it isn't it isn't a big deal because we can't expect people to be you know experts entomologists. Before I did my research, though, I did think uh, centipedes were insects, but they're not insects. Insects. I think you know how to define them more or less. Insects is it antenna? Well, I, I, I always look it up. It's part of the FYI. We always try and break things down and define it. Like what is a movie? Even something simple, because it brings up other vocabulary and it. It also gets you right into the mindset where you need to be. And as you said, if we want to split hairs, there is a difference between an insect, a mosquito, and a bug. For all intents and purposes, native speakers use the terms interchangeably, as Suzanne said. But we often use the word bug to mean any small creature with legs. So wait a second. Lara is a bug? (laughs) I'm joking. She's a small creature. She has legs that may include insects as well as many other animals that are not insects, such as spiders and centipedes. A true bug, see, there's true ones. A true bug is a type of insect that has a mouth shaped like a straw. Insects are a class in the phylum Arthropoda. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but they are small terrestrial invertebrates which have a hard exoskeleton. There it is, defined. Textbook definition. Very good, very good. Now, I also looked into, because as you can imagine, there are many, many different species. How many different species do you think there are? I'm asking the FYIers, Suzanne as well. How many that have been described and discovered? I know from my research, but I think people might be surprised to know that there, I believe there's two, is it 2 million described or is it 1 million described? It's around 1 million described, 1 million described different species. And that is more than half of all known living species. Yeah. Translation, they may be over 90% of animal species on earth. Incredible. It is absolutely astounding. And we, we kind of, I don't want to say we can ignore them. We don't ignore them when they're being pests, but we don't pay them as much attention as we might tigers, polar bears, you know, because they're little things and very often we can't see them. So no, it's, it's quite astounding. It's the planet of the insects. If you have to go by numbers, strength in numbers, well, insects are the largest group of animals on earth by far, by a landslide. They've gotten us all beaten. Elephants, move over elephants, tigers, bees. Sorry, cats. You thought you were the king. (laughs) It's the insects, and they're here to take over. Now, the good thing is it's like with everything, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later. Everything has its pros and cons. As you said, they can be deadly, but they're also a very important part, a vital part of our planet. Do you know the name of someone who studies bugs? I imagine you know this. You're asking me. (laughs) Yeah, do you know it? I don't know. I I didn't know it. I looked it up. Entomologist is uh, someone who studies bugs, and they say not to get it mixed up with etymology, which is the study of words, but entomology. Yeah. That's that's right. But I don't know what it means. I don't know what the, if you break up the word, what it means. But anyway. 
Well, I'm sure it's it's definitely got a Latin root like many, many words, but an entomologist, yes, is somebody who studies bugs. As I said, in every episode, I'm learning as well. So I didn't I didn't know that. I would have said the bug doctor, the bug scientist, you know, the insectologist. I don't know. Be creative. But no, it's an it's an entomologist. And these people literally travel around the world and observe bugs in their natural habitats, which, as we just said, is everywhere from the rainforests to the plains to high, you know, up on top of the mountain ranges. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nowhere. There are even bugs that live and breathe in water. That's right. That's right. It's a very small percentage. I think it was three to four percent. I did discover something really amazing. There's an insect that's out at sea. Oh, wow. I just didn't think that was possible. It's called, I think, the sea strider. Um, do you know what a water boatman is? It sounds familiar. You know, when you're um, by a pond and you've got those insects that skate across the top, I think they're, I don't know if they're related to that, to those or they look like them, but anyway, they, they skate across the water. They yeah. don't see. And mm. um, because of some amazing adaptations, they, they are able to cope with um, this uh, extreme, it's an extreme environment being out in the turbulent ocean and you don't want to get wet. You know, they, they, they can't get, they can't, I think there's not, they can cope with getting a little bit wet. So these insects demonstrate why insects are the most successful group of animals on the planet. One of the reasons is because they are able to adapt to really extreme environments thanks to evolution. Yeah, they really are amazing creatures. I mean, the one you were just describing, I had a feeling that was the bug you were talking about, the one that walks on water. And if you think about it, I mean, it's a miracle. It's godlike. This is biblical. It's, you know, who can walk on water? How many species, how many animals can walk on water? Not very many. Now, the good news is new species are being found every day. So just when we think we've got it all under control, it reminds me of the bottom of the ocean. It's the unknown. Absolutely. That we're always discovering. And as I said before, it's going to take us many, many more years to to discover, to identify, and we won't identify everything and, and new things will evolve. So watch this space. <laughs> yeah, but that's also what makes it interesting that it's constantly evolving, like the bugs themselves. They adapt, as you said, they evolve, and they're a perfect example of survival of the fittest. As you said, Darwinism. I The first thing that comes to mind is cockroaches nuclear war now i don't know if that's an old wives tale but you know i've seen in new york it's really tough to kill cockroaches now that's one of the insects i just i can't i can't bear i can't bear we had one in the house this summer and uh yeah they they really they really creep me out but one of the one of my missions while i was researching this is to find out what benefits insects have um because we all know bees yes go on And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about those benefits in just a moment, as well as the dark side. Oh, yeah. Who likes cockroaches? Cockroaches are the pigeons of insects. You know, if you think about birds, they're the pigeons or the birds nobody likes, right? All right. Well, you just mentioned before that bugs are useful or can be beneficial, perhaps, because let's be honest. 
bugs get a bad rap. When you think of the word bug, he's bugging me, right? You know, we swat the, the flies away. If we think of flies as something annoying. Uh, so, you know, let's be honest. Bugs, you said it earlier in the show. Bugs aren't man's best friend, let's say. That's right. Some of them are, um, at the very least, a nuisance. You know, when we have a picnic and we've got wasps. Nobody wants them around and they really do bug you. They're, they're extremely annoying. But there are so many things that insects do that I, I just didn't know until I started researching. I knew that bees pollinated and that was about the extent of my knowledge. And I'm supposed to be a nature nerd. Um, but I learned that it's not just bees that pollinate. Wasps pollinate. So think about serious? that next time. You might not want to swat the wasp. If it's not really bugging you, just leave it alone because they are pollinators as well. Flies are pollinators. I did not know that. Oh, and you mentioned fig trees earlier. I discovered that fig trees are pollinated by wasps. I didn't know that. White Anglo-Saxon Protestants? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. You had to get that one. <laughs> <laughs> Wasp is also a term we say white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. But wow, you're blowing my mind, Suzanne. We're we are getting into some fun facts already, and we're going to get a lot of fun facts in the bonus episode. If you guys want to join us in the bonus episode, all you have to do is join my curious community on Patreon, and you can get tons of bonus content. That means an extra episode every week. It means PDF documents with all the vocabulary, expressions, and structures. And if you're in our higher levels, you can get a weekly group class with me. And if you're in our interstellar level, you get all of that and a monthly private class with me. If you want more information, you can go to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. Feel free to ask me any questions. I can give you samples, but I've got to say, I am so proud of each and every one of my students. So a shout out to all of you, especially my super duper students, Lina, Javier, Paco, Roberto, Jose Maria, and Mila. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Carmen, Isa, Paco, David, and Edgar. Keep up the great work, guys. And if you want to find out more FYI, -er, as I always say, if you're hungry for more, then go on over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. So where were we? Right, that they pollinate. So they're breeding life, flies, something that most people find gross or disgusting. Yeah, we do think a lot of insects are gross, um, you know, like cockroaches and, and stuff like that. But let's focus on all the amazing things uh, they do. They are the unsung heroes. They really are. For example, aside from pollination, they give us pest control. For example, dragonflies eat a lot of mosquitoes. Uh, wasps are apparently spectacular pest controllers. Um, I think farmers might use them um, to uh, help uh, keep their, their crops free of, of pests. Another thing, they recycle decaying plants and they put nutrients back into the soil. They give us, uh, I think you were going to say, they give us things like honey, right? Sure. Well, that's the, that's, I guess that's the, the one everybody knows, but I didn't know about all these other benefits. And uh, what else? Don't forget one that I find fascinating. 
forensic entomology. Oh. Okay, I don't know if any of you watch CSI, but, um, you know, when they are examining, like, the corpse, and I think if a corpse is laying there for quite a while undiscovered, it helps to have forensic entomologists who can come in and uh, and study what insects, uh, what life cycles of insects are on the body. And apparently insects will visit a cadaver in a certain order, making uh-huh. it easy to know how long they've they've been there, uh, which is important because if you have a suspect and, you know, and he has an alibi for a certain day and then you say, well, um, well actually the body was been there for longer. I mean, they have solved crimes. They have solved crimes. It's 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 a very very. I, I do encourage people that are interested in that kind of you know true crime to to check it out. It's very very interesting. And a couple more things. Uh, it, they have inspired inventions. I think we have wasps to thank for paper, and and the drone, the chainsaw, the drone, the drones. Well. Th- sure. Yeah, yeah. I think they use uh, dragonflies to study. They study dragonflies to uh, give them uh, ideas, and that's what we should do. Nature has been evolving all these millions of years, much longer than us, and they have fantastic systems. Sure, sure. And what about silk? Sure, moths. Uh, They make silk, which is a precious fabric, you know, a very Mm -hmm. expensive fabric. Mm -hmm. That's right. And we also mustn't forget how important, uh, for example, fruit flies are in science um, because we share 64% or something DNA with them. Scientists use them to learn more about human health and disease. So oh wow. There's a, definitely a lot to to think about and flies, well, insects are not to be sneezed at. Oh, nice expression. So don't let bugs bug you because they're not there to bug you. They also have many beneficial things as well as we just heard. Food, clothing and so on and so forth and we're going to wrap up the first part but suzanne any let's go to because we're going to look at a lot of fun facts in the second part we're going to look at some idiomatic expressions with bugs and insects but let's wrap with a fun fact each of us uh before we head off to our bonus episode okay this was quite amazing that the economic contribution of insects regards pollination is worth billions of dollars and they are doing it for free they're doing it for free i mean think about that okay next time you want to swat a fly (laughs) it really it really gives another definition to the the word worker bee exactly very good what's your fun fact all right well mine's kind of a trivia question and i guess i expect you to know it on two levels being a brit and also being a nature lover what is the largest bug in the UK? A stag beetle. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, beetle. give her a cigar. Yeah, I saw one a couple of years ago. I think I've got it on my phone. I'll see if I can pick it up. Wow. Mm. They can grow yeah. to around eight centimeters. So, all right. Mm. Well, we'll look at more fun facts and lots of idiomatic expressions and so much more in the bonus episode of today's FYI.